Blog Talk Radio. It was very late at night. I was sitting outside on a rock. As Stan said, I showed him the rock when he came to my home. And I was just thinking, what did I do? I was crying so my family wouldn't see me. And all of a sudden, I saw a light coming towards me. When I saw the light, I thought it was a car. Because in Romania and in Italy, they always try to run me over with cars. So I thought, they found me here too. But it was not a car. The light surrounded me. And out of the light I heard the same voice. It was the same angel. Dimitri, why are you so despaired? Why did you punish me so harshly? What did I do? Why couldn't you let me stay in prison? But my family would have had a home. I don't have a bed to let my head down on. Why was I brought here? Dimitri, I brought you to this country because this country will burn. So why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you let me die in jail in my own country? He said, Dimitri, be quiet. Get beside me. I don't know what the device was, but he pulled me beside him and he showed me all of California. Do you see what I've shown you? This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. Their sins have reached God and God has decided to punish them by fire. He came and showed me Las Vegas. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah and one day it will burn. He came and showed me New York. This is New York. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day it will burn. And then he showed me Florida. This is Florida. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. And in one day it will burn. You've been listening to the Wake Up America message with Dimitri Dudeman. For a copy of this very important message, please go to our website at handofhelp.com. Never before in the history of our country has our nation been in more jeopardy than now. Please order a copy of the video, Wake Up America, at the handhelp.com website and get the warning out while we still have time. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, let's try that again. Uh, I guess I began speaking prematurely. So uh, the intro played. Here we are. Welcome to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Uh, You know that we're live if it's uh, buggy. You know we're live if uh, there are issues, technical or otherwise. So yes, tonight, uh, December the 17th, the year of our Lord, 2020. We are live. I made it into the studio. Uh, my schedule would not permit me to record earlier. Uh, so here we are, and I'm glad to be with you. we got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to discuss, a lot of things to unwrap. 
but before we get into all of that, uh, just a small, uh, I guess, uh, housekeeping issue. Uh, next week, uh, we will be doing a question and answer. So you have until uh, sometime Wednesday to send in your questions, uh, such as how are you so handsome, uh, you know, things like that. I don't know, whatever it is you decide to ask. Uh, if it's a foolish question or if there are too many, uh, I can't promise I'll get to all of them. But yes, I'll be doing a Q&A. Uh, Gina will be reading me the questions. I will not be perusing them beforehand. I won't. Uh, I, I don't do that. I, if somebody asks me something, I will give them an honest answer to the best of my ability based on the biblical foundation, which is my, my, my daily goal. So uh, I won't look at the questions beforehand. I'll let Gino pick them because, you know, he's good at that. Um, so we'll see where it goes. But yes, uh, next week is going to be a question and answer. Send in your questions before uh, next Wednesday because, uh, well, Thursday. And I know those of you that have a problem with the word Christmas, cover your ears now. Thursday is Christmas Eve. And although uh, there, there isn't much uh, pomp and circumstance at the Boldia household for Christmas, I still like being with my kids when everybody else has the day off. So it will be a recording next Thursday. Of this, you can be assured, I promise you, it will get recorded. I will not be here live on Christmas Eve. Uh, I know. Uh, look, see, now, because I, uh, for anyone that keeps posting memes about the word Christmas or about having worship on Sunday, um, I, I don't think you're realizing what's coming down the pike. And uh, if all you do is fling poo on Facebook, um, if you're the guy who flung poo and uh, never strengthened, never cemented, um, never hardened his resolve in regards to everything that was coming. Um, well, I, I feel sad for you because I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't anymore. Uh, it's just, I, I, I've come to that point in my life where I hit 45. I know I'm past the halfway point even if everything went swimmingly in the world. So uh, I, I, I can't deal with the foolishness anymore. I'm sorry. I, it's, it's just the way it is. And um, a, a friend of mine <laughs> wrote me an email and he said, I've uh, been listening to your uh, last couple of programs and you, you, you sound kind of demoralized. No, far from it. Uh, look, th this is what you need to understand, wh whichever way this thing goes, because it's still up in the air. Uh, there, there's still a lot of things that could happen. Will they happen? I don't know, because the things that could happen, uh, it's, it's whether you want to pay the piper now or pay the piper later. Uh, that's basically all that's happening right now. If, uh, if the Insurrection Act is uh, enacted, 
you are going to have civil unrest, if not outright civil war for some time. Uh, it'll be bloody, but it will be quick if uh, it's not enacted and uh, Donald Trump walks away because he just feels it's not worth it, uh, getting stabbed in the front and in the back and in the side by everyone and their mother, uh, then it's going to be a slow bleed. Uh, and, and, and the pain uh, will crescendo at some point, but it'll, it'll just, it, it'll be like a battering ram. So I'm not demoralized. I am exceedingly joyful in Christ uh, because those of you that have been listening to this program for some time, I, I, I told you back in 2016 that this was never about a pardon. It was about a stay of execution for a season. So it was about four more years. That was basically the wiggle room, whether or not we were going to get four more years. Well, apparently uh, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle if we are, and it's still going to hurt. Uh, my, my war paint's been on for so long, it's seeped into my skin and it's become permanent. So, uh, but I can't, my, my tolerance level for suffering fools has diminished that's about the only thing that has changed uh and uh the the latest thing and i wasn't even going to get into this but since we're here why not you know uh beth moore uh if you don't know who she is you're better off let me begin there but uh beth moore is a hack uh, okay, I, I misspoke. Apologies. Beth Moore is an ignorant gaslighting hack. Uh, I, I, uh, ah, look, if anyone with too much free time on their hands goes through the archives, I know I talked about this woman. Uh, I, I think the issue back then was, was homosexual marriage and how, uh, you know, in, 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 in her Bible, her Jesus doesn't judge or some nonsense like that. We've, we've always known uh, who Beth Moore was. She got popular convincing middle-aged stay-at-home moms unsatisfied with being their husband's helpmates and raising their children that they were priestesses and prophetesses and queens deserving of kings. Uh, these, these oh, all right, let's, come on. See, again, you've pinned me into a corner. And when you pin me into a corner when it comes to a battle of wits, even though I feel like I'm beating on the handicapped when it comes to Beth Moore, I still have to defend myself. Because handicapped as she might be, she could still bite. So, okay, here we go. This is what the legacy of Beth Moore will be. She got a bunch of middle-aged women to let the Kardashians and MTV raise their children while they got together prophesying to each other how their husbands were holding them back from walking in their destiny or fulfilling their calling or some such pablum. That's it. But Beth Moore woke up from her red wine stupor and decided she was going to use the Twitters. And so uh, this is what Beth Moore said. I do not believe that these are days for mincing words. I'm 63 and a half years old. 
and I have never seen anything in these United States of America I found more astonishingly seductive and dangerous to the saints of God than Trumpism. This Christian nationalism is not of God. Move back from it. Yes, move back from it and into the arms of Mr. Robido Biden and his butcher factories, his murder mills. In that one tweet, Beth Moore demonstrated that she hates the patriarchy so much more any of the policies that Kamala Harris and Robido Biden will enact if they get, you know, to walk into the White House and sit behind the most powerful desk in the world. Male authority is so abhorrent to Beth Moore, she'd rather watch hundreds of thousands of babies being murdered Because masculinity is toxic. And Beth Mort's convinced a bunch of women that their husbands are no good, that they deserve kings and princes. Even though they've, they've, they've had more men in them than the New York subway and enough STDs to fill the alphabet, they deserve the best. And so those schmuck husbands that work themselves to the bone get a divorce letter in the mail and have to give up half their stuff because their former wives are on a quest to find themselves and walk in their calling and their destiny. I I can't. I'm so tired of this nonsense. It's just, ah, it's making me angry. So that's where we are. Uh, Apparently, uh, nationalism is seductive and dangerous. Hey, Beth, it's not about nationalism. It's not even about Trump. It's about globalism and communism versus what currently exists in this nation, you dollard. But this is where we this is this is where the spirituality of America is. And you think good days ahead? This this woman has a following of other hairy armpitted women. And they sing her praises and and, and, and they follow suit in whatever she says. And she's a buffoon. She's a myopic moron who doesn't understand what this battle is about. Or if she understands, she doesn't care. Because patriarchy. We are priestesses and prophetesses. And you men want to take that away from us. Because nobody's satisfied in their God-given role anymore. Does that have you? Why don't you bring your wife into ministry? No! 
Because at some point, my wife would offer unsolicited advice about something that is none of her business. And I'd rather avoid that. I am my wife's spiritual head. Christ is my spiritual head. I am her spiritual authority. That's so patriarchal. Oh, I'm, Brother Mike, I didn't know you, you were so misogynistic. It's not misogyny. It's the Bible. And you have people like Beth Moore playing on women's insecurities, convincing them that their husbands are no good. And three years down the line, they find themselves alone, having rubbed a bald spot into a rescue dog's scalp, flirting with an alcohol problem. Because Bob or Jerry or whatever generic name their husband had, well, you know, he, he was uh, holding them back from walking in their destiny. So I guess your destiny was rubbing a dog's head until it bleeds. Way to go. People like Beth Moore have, have, have left a wave of destruction in their wake. And now at 63 and a half, she beholds the political situation in these United States and is so dangerous. You don't know dangerous, you buffoon. But hey, they'll never come for you. And while we're at it, since it's shaping up to be that kind of evening, if you call yourself an apostle, And you've never been stoned, spit upon, beaten, put in prison, filleted, or boiled in oil. Then stop calling yourself an apostle for Pete's sake. Because whenever the apostles introduced themselves as apostles, it was from a position of authority. It wasn't so that others would bow down before them and kiss their dusty feet. It was so that when they wrote to the churches, they wrote from the position of authority as apostles. It wasn't to benefit and drive Bentleys and have McMansions. Because this is, this is, this is what I'm seeing in, in the spiritual ether of these United States. People using titles as apostle or prophet to lord over everyone else and, to be perfectly frank, benefit from them in some way. Well, he's an apostle. How dare we question that he's driving a $500,000 car? Because there is precedent as to not only how apostles lived, but what they had to endure for calling themselves apostles. 
There is also precedent for what prophets had to endure and what they had to go through for calling themselves prophets. So all of Beth Moore's housewives prophesying to each other about how the Lord wants to complete you. Prophesying good things to each other or, or just, uh, I, look, we deserve it. Just, I, that's, I'm, I'm going to end it there because uh, I, I feel as though I'm, I'm, I'm likely to go off the rails when it comes to this because it's, it's not, it's beyond annoying. It's destructive. It has been destructive. It continues to be destructive. And all those kids that were left to be raised by, by MTV and the Kardashians because mommy needed to find herself or mommy needed to walk in her destiny are now fully grown adults that want nothing to do with God because they blame God for mommy having abandoned them. We, we're not... Look, we, we, we pick and choose what we like in the Bible, and we disregard everything else. We, we no longer see those verses. There is no male or female, young or old, black or white in Christ. Well, but the patriarchy, that has... Why? Because it's, it's, a, it's an established order. Because it makes you misogynistic. How so? Because I look down on the fact that not one of those house frows who prophesy to each other as though it were the end of the world have the wherewithal or the strength of character to say, thus says the Lord. Every one of them's got, got a feeling. I, I feel as though the Lord is telling me. What's he telling you? Well, you know, Jim's holding you back. And, and if, if you want all of the Lord, you have to leave everything else behind. Seriously? That's not what the Bible says. But let's face it, Beth Moore and the Bible aren't really friendly. Ah, oh, again. It's, it's willful ignorance that annoys me to the point that I... I, I mm. I just get angry. It's not it's not about a man. It's about the very real possibility that within a very short time we we will be a socialist slash communist country and and globalism will be the soup du jour whether you like it or not. But, you know, what does Beth Moore know of these things? She, she, she's 63 and a half years young. And she's A-OK -okay with everything from homosexual marriage to 
Ah. Well, anyway, I, I apparently, um, and look, this is going to backfire at some point because you, you can't keep people afraid the way they're trying to do in perpetuity. Uh, the latest thing is that the elf on the shelf himself, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is urging Americans not to see their loved ones for the holidays because, uh, well, you know, celebrations cannot be business as usual this Christmas. Uh you can't keep people scared when everyone's surviving this thing. When the survival rate is 99.8769 whatever it is now, you can't tell people they can't live their lives in perpetuity when the survival rate for those that are not 105 is higher than the survival rate of someone driving a car for five miles in their neighborhood. But the way it's being framed by everyone is so disingenuous that it boggles the mind. They are not taking into account the suicide rates going up. They are not taking into account... The fact that people are, 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 look, down the road from where I live in a place called Delafield, which is, what, eight miles away, there was a murder-suicide four days ago. It's going to get bad. It's going to get a lot worse than bad. And it's going to affect people that thought themselves immune from everything. All of these these actors, I'm not talking about the A-listers who have, you know, just gobs of money. But these, these, these middling actors that are trying to, you know, virtue signal, hoping they can catch some director's eye. I hope you're really good at acting because you're going to have to act full when your tummy starts rumbling. It may have to be an Oscar-worthy performance. Because if there's any upside to what's been going on for the past year, it's that Hollywood has gotten gutted. They've lost billions and billions of dollars. Movie theaters aren't coming back anytime soon. And all these, these, these condescending putzes who look down on people who work for a living are now beginning to realize that not only are they not immune from what's going on, they're likely going to suffer the brunt of it worse than most people. Because if you're a plumber or a bricklayer, 
if you're an electrician or a guy that's good in flooring, if you're a farmer, you raise cattle, you raise chickens, you raise goats, you're going to be all right. There will always be a need for a plumber. There will always be a need for an electrician. The same can't be said for an actor or an actress. I'm bitty, bitty, sorry. You chose a profession that can only succeed when times are good. Times are fixing to get not so good, kids. And these people don't have a clue. They're, they're, they're still mocking the Amish. They're still mocking the farmers. They're still mocking those that, you know, don't depend on McDonald's for their next meal. But uh, there's that old saying, he who laughs last. Well, it's coming. But let's see what uh, the elf on the shelf had to say. Dr. Fauci. Uh, Dr. Fauci said that he's going to be with his wife, period. Now, I'm sure that people coming over for Christmas dinner to Dr. Fauci's house will be checked for telephones and cameras because, uh, well, they learned their lessons from uh, the, 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 the San Francisco schmuck, who uh, Gavin Newsom, the, the, the governor of California, who shut everything down, told people to go in their basements and put a plastic bag over their heads to make their death quicker, and then uh, was photographed being out and about at the French Laundry. Uh, Thomas Keller, genius chef, French Laundry, uh, about mm, a, a decent mortgage for one meal. And there was uh, the governor at the French Laundry with a gang of people without masks just <laughs> reveling, enjoying the delectable treats that were the food at the French Laundry because the laws meant for the little people. And one thing that you have to appreciate about this administration, even though uh, Beth Moore says otherwise, is the fact that they didn't abuse the power of their office. Nobody did. Not Trump, not, not Mike Pence, not, not anybody that worked under Trump in the federal government abused the power of their office. If Mr. Robodeau Biden becomes president, everyone, and I mean everyone, every insignificant, limp-wristed, transgendered paper pusher is going to abuse any kind of power they have to the utmost because, first of all, they know the media won't call them on it. And second, because it's their nature. Small people abuse power when power is given to them. 
That's another thing Beth Moore doesn't understand because you're a priestess and a prophetess and a queen. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go raise your kids. Stop trying to minister to everyone and minister to your own kids. Get rid of that bald dog, shave your armpits, and go say hi to your kids again. Unbelievable. But, and and, and this is what, no matter how much I try to explain to some people, they don't get it. It's because you've had it so good for so long that you're able to allow yourself these flights of fancy where some ignoramus can come along and convince you to leave your husband and abandon your kids because you're a priestess and there's a higher calling on your life. Husband of yours doesn't understand the high calling on your life. So you have to break ties with negativity. How dare he come home after 14 hours of work and ask if there's anything for dinner? You've been spending time rediscovering yourself. How can he expect dinner from you? And and, and there's a generation um, that that grew up hard. I mean, if you're over 50, I would say, you know what it is to grow up hard. If you're an immigrant and you came to this nation with nothing, you know what it is to grow up hard. I grew up hard. I, I, I think this is one of the reasons that I always have to have food in my fridge is because I'd go to the store with my mom when we first got to America. And, I mean, we, we, we came from a village. I'd never been to a supermarket until I got to America when I was nine. And you walk up and down the aisles and you see everything, candy, cereal, cookies, And every time you reach for something, your mom just takes your hand and puts it down and says, I only have enough money for a loaf of bread and a jug of milk. Back then, I, I think it was like $1.89 for a loaf of bread and a half gallon of milk. That was the Albertsons. And she made that last, man. She made that loaf of bread and that half gallon of milk last. And this is what pampered people like Beth Moore will never understand. They cannot envision true hardship. True hardship to Beth Moore is is trying to book a manicure, pedicure, and massage and and being told that they had to book two weeks out. Or that her spa was closed for the day because they had to deep clean. 
I grew up hard. And I, I, I find myself conflicted. That's a good word. I, I find myself conflicted when it comes to raising my daughters because I know the benefits of growing up hard. But my heart and my instinct makes me want to give them the best I can. And like I've told people numerous times, you're in America. You can make money hand over fist if that's what you want to do. There's no reason for you not to succeed in this country, at least for now. Soon, that may all change. And it likely will. But, and I've had this discussion with my wife, too, because she didn't grow up easy either. And it makes you appreciate the little things that you have, and it makes you appreciate hard work. But by the same token, I know that psychologically, the fact that I would go into the store with my mom and, and, and she'd never have enough to buy me a candy bar for the first eight months to a year we were in this country. That, that's there. I, I remember it. I, I, I think that it makes me decide on certain things. Even after all this time, I'm 45, and I remember the first couple of years we were in America. And I know, like tonight, I, I right before coming in here, I went to the store. Because there's still a half loaf of bread in the fridge. But the kids hadn't had dinner yet, and, 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 and the only thing going through my mind was, what if they wake up in the morning and there's no more bread for toast? And I, on, on the one hand, it's an irrational concern. But on the other, I, I remember not having. I remembered need. And I think that far too few in this country ever faced true need. At least not over the past, what, 50, 60 years. It's coming. Because what we're doing to ourselves is unsustainable. You can't just keep printing money. You can't just keep giving money away. At some point, inflation will have to kick in. You can't keep businesses shut down just forever. Just pushing back their timelines willy-nilly. Because if their doors are shut, they're not making any money. If they're not making any money, there's less money going into the coffers of... Uh, government and so expect your taxes to go up 
hard days are coming. One way or another, hard days are coming. But we know that our Redeemer lives. I, I have to keep going back to that. It's, it's, it's the one constant in our lives as Christians. It has to be. That regardless of what occurs, it does not change the nature of God. Regardless of what occurs, it does not change his relationship vis-a-vis his children. And if we do get another four years of respite, if we do get another four years of peace, if we do get another four years, it will have nothing to do with what the church has done or what this nation has done. It will solely be mercy and grace. It's not because we deserved another four years. It's because enough saints cried out to God, and God was merciful. We are undeserving. Of the peace we have, we are undeserving of the excesses we have. We are undeserving of the lives we lead. And what is bothersome to me is that there are a lot of Christians, a la Beth Moore and her ilk, who not only believe they deserve the bounty, but that they're entitled to it because they are queens. Oh. <sighs> Man, I see again. I, I've, I've managed to depress myself, but only momentarily. Uh, if, if we get into too much levity, then uh, we, we tend to tip to the other side. I, I, this is where we are. This is the reality that we're living, and we have to acknowledge it. You have people in Christendom. Celebrating the prospect of Joe Robodeau Biden becoming president for what? Three days before Kamala Harris gets in. They're celebrating the genocide of their own people. Because while this administration tried to curb the murder of babies, while this administration tried to curb abortion, while this administration defunded abortion clinics, the next administration, if it is Mr. Robodeau, will be putting up neon signs. And the taxpayer will be on the hook for it. Come and kill your baby. Kill your baby today and we'll give you a coupon for another one but it has to be redeemed within the next six months. 
We could have been. We, we, we could have been an exemplary nation, one nation under God. We could have been a nation other nations would have looked up to and actually seen something positive to emulate. But perhaps there are just too many Beth Moors within Christendom. <sighs> what could have been? That's that's always the kicker, isn't it? Because everybody looks back on their life. And there are moments they, they, they could have made a different decision that would have altered their existence exponentially. They look back on their lives and they play the what-if game. And I think there's going to be a lot of people backs broken with the burden of regret wondering to themselves what if. What if the church would have been the church? What if shepherds would have been shepherds? What if the apostles had been apostles not in name only, but men whose singular desire was to preach the kingdom of heaven? What if the sheep didn't have sycophantic relationships with the wolves? What if they didn't despise the shepherds from leading them to clean pastures? Because the unclean pastures were so much more seductive. What if when a man said, thus saith the Lord. It was the Lord saying it. See, we can play the what-if game. It's easy. And it's heartbreaking. What if we would have used these four years to repent? Would God not have offered us more grace? But we didn't. And I'm not talking about the world. I'm not faulting the world here. The world will continue to descend into a cesspool of lunacy. I'm talking about the church talking about the supposed children of God who are wandering far from him. Who refuse to do the things they ought to do in order to strengthen their relationship with God. And embrace snake oil salesman like Beth Moore 
because the thing she says that is so nice, they're encouraging. They speak to my spirit. Yes, I Gino, are you there? Or not? Uh, I'm still going to talk for the next nine minutes. And uh, if if I were uh, one of those people that saw the devil behind every bush, well, look at what the devil just did. Uh, you know, technology is technology. It may have been the devil, but I'm not going to blame him for this. I got disconnected. It happened. We, we, we had a good run at 50 minutes. See, this is why we record. Because I've had people go, well, why are you lazy and don't come into the studio and, 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 and give us fresh fire? Well, this is why. Because sometimes you get disconnected. Sometimes the Internet doesn't work. There are countless things that can happen with a live broadcast. Maybe I should get a Twitter account. It's a lot simpler, isn't it? Just a few haphazard words about how having a national identity is dangerous to the saints of God. But Beth Moore's theology isn't. Yes, still I'm Beth Moore, I know. I'm not going to let it go. Because I warned you about this woman two, two and a half, three years ago. And I said, something does not smell right. Because if you're a person of discernment, I'm not talking about prophetess. I'm not talking priestess. Whatever goofy names these women give each other. I'm, I'm talking about an individual with discernment. If you are an individual with discernment, you wouldn't say the things she said regarding homosexuality, the sinfulness thereof, and the fact that there needs to be repentance for that sin as well as all others. That's what the book says. You know, Beth is 63 and a half years old, and, well, this life she's lived convincing all those housefrows that they were meant for something more than being their husband's helpmate. Uh, yeah, well, here we are. Um, consequence. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up with this. Hopefully you're still listening. Hopefully I'm still going out. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. God will forgive sin if it is repented of. But he will not do away with the consequences of your sin. Whatever those consequences might be. So, because uh, this, this is another one I've heard. And... Uh, Help me here. Help me. I, I can't. I Apparently, there's a new movement where uh, formerly promiscuous women can become 
spiritual virgins than you. I know. Funny, but not funny. Because these women are living with the full expectation of having all the consequences of their former life expunged once they are re-virginized? I don't know the wording for it. But it's a growing movement because all those impressionable girls that got raised by MTV and the Kardashians because mama was prophesying to the neighbor about destiny. Uh, They didn't turn out so good. And the world chewed them up and spat them out. And those that survived it are looking back on the tragedy that their life's been thus far and they're looking for a new beginning. And a new beginning is possible. But a new beginning doesn't mean that the consequences of the things you've done are likewise expunged. Oh, what we could have been and what we are. That's, and that's, that's the biggest tragedy of it all, man. That's, that's, what, mm, that, that's what makes my stomach turn. It's not so much what we are, but it's what we could have been in retrospect. It's looking at not only how far we've fallen, but the heights to which we could have risen had we obeyed the heights to which we could have risen had we repented, the heights to which we could have risen had we sought the face of God, the heights to which we could have risen had we been content with being mothers to our children and our husband's helpmate rather than priestesses and prophetesses and all of these tesses. Hmm. What could have been and what is. Is is there a greater tragedy than that? Look. Certain realities we have to confront. Certain realities we have to deal with. We are living in the last days. Now, whether that means five years, ten years, or twenty, that's up to God. Another thing that is certain is that the enemies of this country, great and small, are beginning to circle like buzzards. And the moment they smell weakness the moment they smell frailty 
the moment they see a dementia patient trying to mumble his way through the oath of office, everything that has been kept at bay for the last four years will be unleashed in an instant. So prepare yourself, prepare your heart, prepare your family. Seek the face of God, be prayerful in all things. And uh, don't forget to send in your questions by next Wednesday because it promises to be a barn burner. Anyway, God bless you. Thank you guys for joining and sincerest apologies for the technical difficulties. Uh, they, they, they were not on the menu, but, well, we got through them nonetheless. So God bless, be well, and cover your ears. For those of you that don't like the word, Merry Christmas. See, I said it early. I ruined the whole thing. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.